On today's episode, we've got a segment called What's Staying and What's Going, uh, talking about some of the changes at Disney World and if some of them are permanent or if some of them are not so permanent. This is episode 124 of the Diz Dudes Podcast. Well, you know it worked for Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck on Magnum P.I. And why hit Earp was a total jerk, but he drove all the ladies wild. And you know everybody loves Chuck Norris. He's a trendset and one of a kind. There ain't nothing stranger than a Texas Ranger with a bare naked lip that shines. Baby, don't hate my mustache. Come on now, give it a try. The way it grows on me, well, I guarantee you'll be swinging with the coolest guy. Baby, don't hate my mustache, the best kept secret alive. I know it ain't the 80s, but baby, just maybe we can make a little compromise. Well, hello and welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Jared Lee, and I'm joined, as usual... By my trusty co-host, Mr. Jeremy the Handlebar Stein. And that was voted on by Club 32 um, for reasons you'll probably find out here pretty quickly. So, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing? I don't know much else. I'm good. <laughs> I came in a little heated because uh, I, I, right before we started recording, I found out the news that um, they're, th- they're remaking Three Men and a Baby. And uh, this does not uh, this does not set well with me. I find it funny you had just recently watched these. Like... Which it was, was on Disney. Like, I remember it's on was Disney good. Plus, and I'll put stuff on sometimes that just I don't. I just kind of have a background stuff yeah. on. And I was so, like, oh yeah, like I used to watch those as a kid, and I was like, I, I just put them on there. It's let me ask you because here's the problem I found with Disney Plus. The only problem is there's so much. So like, how did you all of a sudden come along? Like, did you think in your head, hey, you know what, three men and a baby, I'm gonna watch, or did, were you scrolling through something? That's my issue. Like, unless it's the main stuff. That's on that front page. I never can even think of what to search for, and their recommendations I, I feel like aren't the best. I, like, actually I can never think, think it of that. Came, yeah, I think it came off the end of something else, and it was just there as like a recommend, ah, like okay. recommended watch. And I was like, "What? Three men and a baby?" And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah," but which it, it went random because I don't remember what I was even watching before. But yeah, either way, um, great movie, great better mustache, and uh, again. you know, you got Selleck and Gutenberg. Which in the '80s, I mean, that was a duo. I don't. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. And uh, whoever somebody at Disney was like, we should remake this movie with Zac Efron, and that person should be fired. Uh, well, I'm just gonna come, I'm gonna come in really strong and say that, that that's not what you do. That's that's a bad move. We've we've already fixed it though, as we talked before in Club Thirty Two. We're gonna instead recast it with uh, what Nick Cage, Keanu, and who do we land on as our third? man what we had a couple uh, we were throwing around but yeah you know jamie brought up chris pratt as a semi-modern day tom Selleck, which i said he mm. doesn't have a mustache but he could probably grow one but it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a tom Selleck mustache but but see that's what we were having a conversation the thing that makes Selleck's mustache so great is that it was a lifestyle mustache it wasn't a movie mustache <laughs> and there's a big difference like my dad a, exactly. has a, yeah my dad has a lifestyle mustache the dude yeah. has a mustache that is older than i am and nope. it's a lifestyle, you know. It's your not like dad's you just mustache grew it for a movie. Your dad's mustache has has lived more life than you have. It That's has. the thing about that mustache. It yeah, you, that mustache things. has life advice yeah. that you would just be like, uh, "Wow, okay." I know. I know. No, I agree. So. Tom Selleck is his mustache is is yeah, it's great. I mean, I agree. I think we do Nick Cage with Tom, what was it? Nick Cage and Selleck. Keanu. Nick Cage and Keanu. and Keanu. We're doing the modern day, which isn't See, even modern because they're all older. But yeah. I still said put in Selleck in there because you're not going to match his mustache. I know yeah. he's older now, but uh, All right, we, can do, we can do Selleck, Nick, and yeah. uh, Keanu. Although, I think we came or, with a better version for the 80s, which was Tom Selleck, Gutenberg, and then Kurt Russell. Yeah. I think that is the trio. Because Ted Danson, like, yeah, I could do that without Ted Danson. Yeah. He was definitely the weaker of the trio. Yeah. But you throw in, you throw in Kurt Russell with that hair. I mean, you're. Oh, yeah. That's See, a good like, movie. I, I I liked Cheers, but I didn't watch for Ted Danson. Like I watched for Woody Harrelson. I watched for Cliff and Norm. Like those were the th- reasons that I would only watch Cheers. It wasn't for Danson's character. It definitely wasn't for Fraser Crane. Don't get me started on him. I don't know how that <laughs> ever became 
like the cult following that it is and to have his own sitcom and everything. I couldn't stand that dude. Um, you know, I never I never watched Cheers. It was a little bit before me. I think yeah. it went off the air when I was like uh, was like eight ish. Yeah. Somewhere around there, maybe. But yeah, um, no, that yeah, that could have been. Um, no, I just I loved Cliff and Norm. Like I just watched for them for the most part. And then Woody Harrelson was in good in there. And then Coach um, yeah. was usually funny. But yeah, it wasn't really for for dancing. Now, I love Ted dancing in the good place. Like if I had never seen Ted dancing before, I'd be like, hey, who's this guy? He did great. You know, so. I couldn't <laughs> get into the good place. I've watched a few episodes of that. I yeah. just can't get into it. it I don't it know. takes a bit, especially once you get to the end yeah. of the first season and you're like, whoa. And yeah. The big twist and turn is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, not to just, you know, we didn't really, we're not going to just talk about 80s movies being Save remade that, that we're angry podcast. about, which we could. I, I do love our remake, though, of Nick Cage yeah. with Keanu. And I know we had a throw. I can't remember. But I do feel like it would just be a lot of Keanu being like, whoa. Right. And then Nick Cage whoa. coming up with some sort of like like plan to like yeah. do whatever. <laughs> and some people have said that the they're too old. the back of the $1 bill is how we raise a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look. That's that would be amazing. Uh, oh, that would be the best. Yeah. You and many members in Club Thirty Two have said Nick and Keanu are too old, in which I say that's ridiculous. I think it makes they, it better. Yeah, I agree. I think because again, yeah. what what if you did? I mean, you know what? Maybe remake it, even with the original three. Even if you still have Ted Danson in it, they're all like of grandfatherly age now. <clears throat> it's much different dealing with a baby <clears throat> now than it would have been when they were younger. So it's like that's opens true. up a whole new dynamic i think yeah nancy travis is still around you can have her bring the mix <clears throat> there you go zach efron could be the baby <laughs> that'd be baby. perfect they just <laughs> you could just superimpose his face on like a baby's body <laughs> don't give him any ideas that's gonna happen then like, he talks zach efron yeah. plays the baby oh the speak, how about look who's talking that's got to get a remake at some point uh, don't give him any ideas right? they're gonna do it because that with, it's, uh, it's so cheap to do. You just get some babies and Travolta? you get some voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was Travolta and Christy Alley. That's right. And the second, I think it was Bruce Willis played the baby's voice. Yeah. And then yeah. the second one, it was Roseanne played the other baby's voice. Yeah. Look who's talking and look who's talking to. Yeah. And that would have been, I guess that would have been same time as Cheers because that's where Christy Alley came from. I mean, yep. she started off pretty much on Cheers. So there, yeah, there's a lot of baby movies that came out of there's Cheers, a lot of baby movies, somehow. yeah. Lot of baby movies were big in the 80s. I feel yeah. like Woody Harrelson ever did one. I'd like to hang out with Woody Harrelson. I bet that's he's an, had an interesting one. He's one of those guys that, weirdly enough, when I see him in a movie, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see that. Like, yeah. He's not a guy that would be like, I love Woody Harrelson movies or mm -hmm. love Woody Harrelson, but every time I see him in one, I'm like, I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. See, I know but, you're not – I haven't seen it just because I know neither one of us is big on, like, horror and zombie, but I really want to see Zombieland. Because I've Zombieland's heard it's incredible. Good. I, oh, so you've no, seen it? I don't like zombie stuff, but Zombieland is good. It's funny. Okay. Like I haven't seen I the second one, yeah. but the first one, the first one is pretty funny. All right, I just gotta watch it. Yeah, Kaylin would probably yeah. watch it with me because she's into that stuff now. So she probably won't like it because it's not horror movie like. Like, it's, <laughs> is it gory? It's very much. It's yeah, it's got some, but it's mostly like a comedy about like being in a zombie apocalypse kind of. Okay, it's like it's good. Surprisingly, almost satire. Like, is it a little bit of like a satire kind of? Yeah, okay. like there's one about like run, like rule number one of zombies, like cardio, and it shows like this fat guy <laughs> running away and getting caught by a zombie, and it was like you got to be in good shape uh, or okay. something like that during a zombie apocalypse. All right, I'll stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's interesting. But. I'll add it to my ever growing list. <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. We talked about that right. Already, but anyways, uh, we are going to. Although I could do a whole episode on Tom Selleck's mustache, we won't do that this. You gotta time. save it for the mustache um, podcast. I know. It's called We Must Ask You a Question. Yeah, a question. Um, we're going to talk about the changes that have come to uh, Disney World and whether or not we – I guess we can talk about first off whether we like them, uh, if we think it's going to stick, and if or if it's going to be a temporary thing is yeah. kind of the, the purpose <laughs> of this uh, episode. But before we do that, we just want to remind you to check out some of the other shows on the Capture the Magic Network – uh, we have the Capture Magic podcast with myself and my lovely wife, Jamie, every Thursday. And uh, check out more there. Go to ctm.show. Uh, we also have Jeremy and Rhonda have Main Street Magic every Tuesday. You can go to mainstmagic.com to find the episodes there. Jamie's got Trip Tales uh, that is back. So if uh, you're looking for your Trip Tales fix, you can get that now. Uh, if you want more info there, you can go to ctmtriptales.com. 
And it's also on the Capture Magic feed as well. And then we have Club 32, which we're live in right now. So if you want to be part of the live streams of this show, plus in-park live streams, the other cool stuff we do, which additional shows and content, go to ctmvip.com and you can sign up there. And there's a private Facebook group, get merchandise, discounts, all kinds of cool stuff. Get to be you're like, there's a lot of, there's like subgroups in the group too of people that have started. I think there, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be shocked. Eventually somebody gets married from club 32. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've made the request when that does happen that we, we get to be the people that marry them. Yeah. I'm I feel all, like that's fitting. Yeah. I think I'm already, I'm already yeah, efficient. That's true. As far as and we'll do, we'll do a live Diz dudes from your wedding. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. If you be. provide us food and drink, we will, <laughs> we will do it to dudes yeah. from your wedding. So, uh, just putting that out there. So again, go to ctmvip.com to check that out. And don't forget to, uh, take care of and go visit our lovely sponsor, zippity do.travel. Uh, if you go to travel with zip.com, if you're looking to take a trip to Disney universal, anywhere else, uh, you go there, fill out the quick form, tell them what you're looking to do and they will hook you up with a travel agent and uh, help you plan a great trip and again this is it's a service you don't have to pay for uh so they basically do a lot of this and what we're going to talk about take care of a lot of this stuff that uh you don't have to with the ever changing things that are at disney and uh, they'll take care of all that stuff and you can kind of just sit back and enjoy your trip yeah. so again travel with zip.com all right so how we will do this we just got a list of stuff here and then we're just going to basically go through and kind of talk about it yeah. In this dude's fashion, I suppose. So, uh, the first one that has been a change, and these are all things that have changed since the reopening of the parks. Um, and if, if you're new to, if you're if you're new to all of this, and you're new to the show, um, obviously with during uh, COVID, there and in Disney reopening, there have been many changes that have taken place. And so we're just going to talk about these. So uh, the first one that has definitely changed uh, is bag check and going through security. So used to you had um long lines of this this is obviously one of those things that once you had social distancing you were going to have to do something here because this was always a big choke point of long lines uh people going through your bags stuff like that so they've um i don't know if they're in every single park now but they've got that new system that basically you just walk through it and if it dings you uh they check stuff and they'll at that point if they need to go through your bag they have an off-site to the left that they'll do that but it's much much easier to do this so Um, so I, I guess we just call it enhanced or alternative bag check. Um, do you think this is a permanent change? I'm, I'm assuming I know what you're going to say, but do you think this is a permanent change? Yeah. Oh yeah. This is permanent. And this is one that I'm sure has been on their radar for some time. And it just was the excuse and gave them the time to go ahead and put in these new machines and, and change the whole process. I mean, it goes flawless for the most part. It's very, very quick. Um, you know, they just ask if you have a metal water bottle, an umbrella, or if you have some sort of battery pack uh, in your bag to remove those. You still got to put those in a tray, but everything else, they're not digging through your bag. You know, they had us take hold it in out front. Of, yeah. If you, you don't have to put it in a tray, you got to just have oh, it in right. front of you and walk through. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, so it's just, it, it's, it's seamless. It's so much quicker. This is something that was coming, I think, regardless of COVID. And, you know, I mean, they installed new machinery. It's not like they're just like, um, we have the same machines we've been using, but now we can't search through your bag. So hope there's nothing <laughs> bad in there or let, you know, I mean, it's, it's all new technology and, and everything. So, um, this is definitely here to stay and I'm very, very thankful for it. You know, the days of being stuck behind that person that has 18 zippers and hasn't unzipped a single one until they get to the actual bag check is over because they can just keep it on their back and, and walk right through. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I I love this new system. I mean, having little kids mm-hmm. bag check is you're you're just like, oh gosh. Because yeah. you've you've got to have so much stuff with you. They gotta check the stroller, they gotta do sort of stuff like that. Which having a stroller, they still check it a little bit, but it's so much easier. So this is one I love this new system. Um, it's an interesting system because they have someone at the monitor and then the reason they have you hold yourself in front of you is because they can pinpoint stuff mm-hmm like in a bag and then so if you have it in front of you they would know what it is like what's triggering something so if, if that's the thing that shows up then they'd be like okay we know about that yeah. so it's an it's an interesting system um yeah i think i mean i've said this before but i think COVID has, has taken five to ten years of 
ingenuity that was going to take place anyways and just compressed it into this very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things. It's taken one of the things that was a huge pain in the rear end to go into the parks was this part, and it's basically made it seamless. And yeah. I, I can say being there last weekend, it was so nice just being like, oh, I can just walk through. Yeah. Like I don't I, – I always wear a fanny pack. And so I'm like, I don't have to take the fanny pack off. I don't have to take all the stuff. I can just walk straight through. And uh, like Jamie had something that buzzed hers off. And they took her to the side, went through it, and then we were, you know, on our way within like thirty seconds. Yep. So and yeah, I, I think this will stay. And if anything, this will be expanded. Um, you know, I know they tested it a little bit at Disney Springs too, but I think this will be expanded everywhere. So I'm, oh, I'm for sure. I'm for this one, and I, yeah, I, I believe it's. I don't see them taking this away. No. And and a quick note that we did find out because Lacey kept getting. Uh, tagged when she went through with her bag and we finally realized with one of the cast members that it was her airpods in her bag because they do have a built-in battery pack to charge the airpod uh, so that mm-hmm. was setting it off we could not figure out what was going on and then finally one of the cast members was like well wait what is this because it's she's got it in a case and all and then right. she's like oh well, they're airpods and they're like well these have a battery in them right so yeah all right that's it so just something that's weird though because because i had those in my fanny pack and, oh, and, it, and didn't they didn't, it didn't set off on mine interesting yeah that's, I, I mean, that's the only thing we could we could narrow it down to because she didn't have anything else. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, all right. Next thing we've got is right now at the parks, there are no fast passes. Um, this has been something that's been discussed endlessly by many people about the fast pass system, whether they're for it or against it. Um, if, you know if Disney should get rid of it, whatever. So having that there's no fast passes now, do you think that this will continue being a thing or do you think this will be modified fast passes? Like what do you, what do you think will be the, the vision for this going forward? Yeah. I mean, I think fast passes come back, but it will definitely be modified. I don't, I don't think it's what it used to be. Um, I don't know if this is now the time to implement paid fast passes, upgraded fast passes. Do I mean, I, I don't think it just comes back the way it was. Something is going to change you know i i don't know that they'll ever go the route the route of full paid the way that you know kind of universal has but we've even talked about that you know what if what if it was tiered based on the resort you were staying at you know whether you're at a a, you know moderate or a value deluxe whatever you know is that something that could change um i just i don't think that they'll completely take it away because i don't know i just think it'll be a modification but it wouldn't surprise me if it came back fully paid. I mean, th- there's like you said before, there's lots of things that they've been mulling around for a long time, and they couldn't just pull the trigger on it without an uproar. This gives them an excuse to pull some triggers and say, yep. hey, we have to do it this way now to control what's going on in our parks that we didn't have to worry about before. So, I mean, you kind of in the same mind that it'll just change. Yeah, I I think more than likely the I think Fast Pass has been too branded like it's a thing that people come to expect and I think Disney pulling that away completely you would have yeah a little bit of backlash even though they have the perfect cover with all the covid stuff. Yeah. But I think it is definitely going to change. I think I, what I could see being the case is something similar to what Universal does because Universal system works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that it's a paid you pay for them. Um, and some rides don't have them. Uh, some of the more popular ones that those are just either virtual only or standby only. So I could definitely see a system where you pay for maybe the more high, high, you know, high end ones you Mm -hmm. want, and you can still fast pass your three for, you know, whatever ones you want during the day, but those really high tier ones, you're going to have to pay to fast pass those, which I actually think on some level would make it more efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I used to be. I've only really known the Fast Pass system because I, I went before Fast Pass were a thing, but I I don't I can't really remember too much about it. Right. Um. So I'm I'm very curious as the crowds continue to go back more. Like right now, there's no need for a Fast Pass. Like everything's right. basically a walk on. I mean, we went to Animal Kingdom on Friday, and it was a straight up walk on for Flight of Passage. Yeah. Um. Straight up walk on for most things. So right now, you don't need it, so it would be pointless to have. But as the crowds pick up. I'll be very curious how line flows go without it. Because that was the other thing, too, is if you wanted to ride Flight of Passage and you didn't have a Fast Pass, one of the tips that we talked about all the time, uh, I know we mentioned here and on the Captain Magic show, was go, if the park closes at 9, get in line like 8.50, 
and then go then because the fast pass line isn't running. So the standby goes by quicker and it would go by much quicker. So I, you know, I I think on some level people would be mad because they come to expect it, but I think it could be one of the situations where it's actually better without it, Mm -hmm. but I doubt we'll ever be completely without fast passes just because it's branded. It's a thing that's in the system and it, it's one of those things, too, you can give people to give them, quote, unquote, like a value. Like you yeah. still get something just for going and helps you play and stuff. So I think we'll see a version of it, but I think it'll be probably much different than it was before. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, <clears throat> I wonder if it could even be on, you know, when you're you're booking your room. You know, there, there's always a – and Universal does this really well when you're booking, where you go to book a, a studio at Cabana Bay, and right before you check out, it says, Upgrade. For $15 more, you can have a family suite. And you're like, 15 right. bucks. That seems pretty good. And you kind of click it. And then it's like, for $20 more, you could have this. And you kind of go through. Like, I could almost see that where it's, you get your room. And at the end, it's like, for $30 more a day, fast passes are included. Or something along yeah. those lines. Uh, not yep. necessarily at the club level, which I never personally thought would have been worth it. To pay 50 bucks a person for a minimum of three days for everybody in your party for those three extra fast passes to me is just a, a huge cost. But, you know, I, I don't know if you're staying club level at poly, you've already spent that much money. What is, you know, a couple hundred dollars more, maybe I'm not sure, but I hope it doesn't go to that extent. I mean, I, I still like, I still like the ability to just say, you know what? I'm riding three rides today and, and with minimal weight, like uh, I'm okay with the planning portion, but I know there's plenty of people that aren't, there's plenty of people, they say fast passes never come back, and they'll love it because it does take the standby yeah. lines down. I mean, that's well math. <laughs> and you, it, there is an argument, too, with Disney vacations had become, and maybe that's not going to be a thing going forward, it had become too complicated. Mm-hmm. And one of the yeah. things that complicated it was fast pass. you got to get up, especially like if you're not staying on property, you'd have to get up every single morning uh, at that 60-day mark to make your fast passes Yeah, for the park. So on some level I could see them simplifying it. And one of the ways they could do it is maybe it is part of you purchase fast pass packages that yeah. include certain rides at different tiers, like you were saying. So I, I could see something like that would simplify it, even though it may cost them more money. Technically you can still do the old way of doing it, but you incentivize it to a point where it almost makes people like, why would you not spend an extra 15 bucks just to make it easier on yourself? Right. If you're already spending money to go to Disney when you do this sort of thing. So I I think it'll change in some way. I'd be surprised if it came back exactly the way that it was before all this. Yeah. Well, and and it's not, I mean, it's not coming back at all until capacity gets to a certain level anyway. You know, I mean, if, 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 which I, you know, I don't think will happen, but if if parks were literally going to be 20% capacity for the next year, well, there's, there's no reason to bring back fast passes. If they take it up to 50, 60, 70% 70% capacity, then they can start to monitor it and go, oh, maybe we do they need them. Or maybe they just, maybe they find out they never need them again. I mean, yeah. you know, um, and I think Disney's always going to look for a way to make a little extra money. So if anything, they could say, you know what? You don't need a fast pass to enjoy your Walt Disney World vacation. But <laughs> if you yeah. want to guarantee that you ride Flight of Passage, like you're saying, here's a package that gets you the top tier rides each day in your park for X number of dollars. So that could be well. Thing. And if you did it that way too, the fa- it would legitimately be a fast pass because mm-hmm. it would be less of them. Because one of the things you run into is oh, yeah. sometimes the fast pass line was almost just as busy as the standby line. Yeah. So if you made it where it was paid and you're, yeah, you got to pay for it, but you legitimately get to go on the ride right away. It, it, you don't, you're not waiting 30 minutes um, right. before. So that's something they could look at too of, of actually making it where it it's more of a – a paid commodity, but the ha- the satisfaction level is better with it. So I Definitely. can see that as well. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Uh, next one on our list is the uh, basically at this point, no need to rope drop right now. Um, yeah. And really rope dropping maybe goes against if you're wanting less crowds, you're better off to wait. Right. Uh, maybe closer to midday. Um, I will say I don't believe this will be a thing going forward because as crowds increase, obviously – just getting there early is the best way to, you know, have the less lines for stuff, things like that. But um, would you agree? Do you think 
yeah. this is going to be an ongoing trend or do you no. i mean as uh, capacity increases it goes back i agree completely with that i mean right now you still kind of have to technically rope drop hollywood studios you know if you want your shot at rise it's really the only one um but you can get it at two now too you can, you can go yep yeah but if you want that double shot like to almost right. try and guarantee it but you're right I, i'm not going to show up to a park at opening right now i'm going to wait an hour two hours and and it's going to really start to settle down because here's the other thing is that you know the people that are getting there early they're doing everything they want to do in the first two hours and yeah. then they start to kind of just settle down and so lines do go down and yeah i, I don't see this being you know the future of it but as you said it all depends on the way the capacities go up do they eventually implement fast pass back? Because if they do, then, you know, that could even like a lot of times we didn't rope drop because we had three fast passes. And I was like, These yeah. are the, those are the rides I want. So I don't need to rope drop. Um, so I, I do think that it'll evolve back to being rope drop worthy, uh, you know, once the, the capacities and things open up and things change. But I also think you still are always going to have some families that go, you know what, we're going to do open to close. So we're going to rope drop even if we don't need to because we want to get a full day out of a park that's now open minimum hours. You know, I mean, we've got parks now yeah. open, what, six hours, seven hours when these new times come out in, in September. Um, so they may want the full. I could actually see now more people rope dropping when they, they scale back the hours because they just want as much time in the parks, you know, and they're cutting yeah. some of these hours back an hour or two, at least a day uh, from closing. So that part will be interesting. But this is one that will eventually go back to, kind of normal i think yeah i agree as the park hours decrease you may just if you're wanting more time in the parks rope dropping may just become mm -hmm. the thing you do if, you, if the park like animal kingdom if animal kingdom is closing at five it doesn't open till 10 yeah nine or 10 around there i mean you know you could still with with the crowds as they are you can get most stuff done in animal kingdom that you want to do within a couple of hours mm -hmm. but it just depends on all what you want to do and everything like that especially yeah. with no shows right now so there's a lot of stuff no. there that limited offerings and things like that so uh, all right. Uh, the next one I have is mobile ordering only when it comes to quick service. Uh, do you think this is something that will continue? Um, or do you I, think they're going to do a version of this, modify it, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think it becomes so much more heavily encouraged is what it'll be. I don't know that you can ever do it. Like, we, I appreciate mobile order. I understand mobile order. But a lot of times we have cash. And so mobile order doesn't do us any good. You know, so mm -hmm. I think there needs to be an alternative in some form. Uh, you're still looking at uh, tables in Wonderland. You know, there are some quick service places that do mobile order. They take tables in Wonderland, but tables in Wonderland isn't built into the system. So I think things need to change if they want to continue to encourage it, like discounts and all. I mean, if it was able for me to mobile order and say, we'll pay upon arrival. Now, I know that isn't, you know, I mean, they do mobile order to make things quicker and not touch cash and and all but i think there needs to be a change in that um i do love the idea of not going to somewhere i mean like pop century comes to mind you know we go to pop century to the food court they take tables in wonderland they're doing mobile order of course you have to time we've talked about this before you have to time everything perfectly if one yeah. kid is getting a slice of pizza and then Rhonda's getting a burger and i'm getting a sandwich over here you can't time when all those are ready and you're standing in lines with trays so in that fashion i love it i love to think we show up they hand us a bag it's got all our food hot fresh ready to go prepared at the same time and we get out of there and don't have to stand in lines um i just think they run into an issue with people that want to use cash discounts making sure that they've understood to pay with a gift card or you know something else is is the only thing so if they can improve the system then i'd be all for it but i think they'll just heavily encourage it maybe they even incentivize it in some way you know kind of like uh Look at what, you know, Universal did with APs. Hey, you yeah. mobile, or, mobile order, you get a free freestyle refillable cup. And maybe yeah. Disney decides to do something like that to get people to, to move towards using it more. Yeah. I'm kind of torn on this. I could see them making this a permanent thing for the reason yeah. being of finding seating in, I mean, Cosmic, if you've ever been in Cosmic Rays before, oh, I mean, it's yeah. just an absolute madhouse. Like people crisscross everywhere, you know. And obviously not right now, but having done mobile ordering there in some of the places, I mean, it is much quieter. It's easier to find tables and, and even at Regal Eagle was the same thing on mm -hmm. Sunday. So for that end of things, I could see them 
doing it as a permanent thing or at least wanting to. And like you were saying, it may more than likely be an incentivizing it sort of thing to basically make it where you want to do it. And maybe they do have that option where you pay cash. Like I have cash. I'll pay cash at the register or yeah. at the window or something like that. But I, I think from a crowd control standpoint, I could see them doing it because, you know, people just tend to congregate in quick service areas yeah. so much. And um, I, I think ultimately, even though, I'm not against mobile ordering, but you know, sometimes certain situations, you know, I can see people not wanting to, and and sometimes it's hard for people. Like we're finding out in the parks, you hear people go, I don't have the app. What app are you talking about? Which is surprising because you're just like, you don't really, like you don't have the app, but, um, so you do have that, but I could see this being a permanent thing. I could, I, I, I really, having been in the few of them since they've done this, it is a granted there's less crowds, but it's, it's a better, Ex, not as a hectic experience yeah and you're not waiting in long. i mean the thing is too disney doesn't want you waiting in long lines no. anywhere they yep. would much rather you roaming around doing stuff having fun spending money, spending money yep. so if you're just ordering your food you don't have to wait in this long line it it's easier i'm sure it's easier on their order flow as well they don't have to have this they're not jammed to the right. core and because you choose those windows they could just simply say there's only so many orders we can take in per window so from even a worker standpoint, it's probably more efficient. So oh, totally. I, I could see it being a thing as much as maybe some people may not like it. I, I could definitely see it becoming yeah. a permanent thing. Well, and I think areas like you mentioned Cosmic Rays, I think of Aloha Isle. I mean, these are where mass crowds gather nonstop all day long. So mobile order really benefits. I mean, when we did Dole Whips the other day, it was the best thing ever. Used to be yeah. you're waiting 30 minutes for a Dole Whip. Now, yep. maybe Yak and Yeti local food cafe doesn't tend to get too crowded or too long of a line um so mobile order isn't as needed there but they also have to do one system across all quick service i mean you can't say hey you have to do it aloha aisle but take your pick at you know yak and yeti um so i could see a system wide and you know i I mean the thing is maybe it's something where too it comes to an education and a planning purpose where if we have some some spending cash then you know day one we buy a gift card and yeah. we use that for our mobile orders, and then we're not missing out on that. So it may just be something that becomes a learning and educational piece if they decide to go do mobile only. Um, well, and I could say, too, they could incentivize this really easily and do what Universal does, which is Universal gives you APs a discount, even a mm-hmm. quick service. Disney does not. Yeah. If you have an AP and you use a mobile order app, you get 10% off. Yeah. I mean, you would have tons of people do that. Plus, yeah. they have a there's a glitch in their system where you enter in a gift card and every time you want to use it, you have to re-enter that gift card. Yeah. Even though you said save card, that is one of the most annoying things oh, of like, yeah. Oh, I'm ordering it. I got to pull it back out and punch in the numbers. So those two things I think could go a long ways. Um, and, and just making people want to do it more. Yeah. I mean, I, I 100% prefer it outside of wanting to be able to pay cash and get a discount. Other than that, if they fix those two little things, 100% preferred if i don't ever have to wait in line at pecos bill again yeah to order that would be the best thing on the planet and then they can also try and figure out a way with the tables you know i mean yeah so because you have all these people that have food and nowhere to sit so can you figure out a system that says uh you know and i know it's set like well i just think we got a tropical smoothie for lunch and you can order online and they're doing curbside pickup it tells you when your order will be ready by you know the only downfall at the mobile order you could have a hundred people order at noon and then show up at one and I'll say I'm here prepare my order and you're in the same predicament you were if those hundred people got in line it almost needs to give you a wait time I think where they can control it instead of leaving it up to you because when you mobile order it doesn't say hey your food's ready in 15 minutes it says alert us when you're here you could technically wake up in the morning mobile order and three hours later arrive and go I'm here prepare my order Right. So it's almost like standing in a line. But if they could control that, and then almost even down to the point where they know, hey, we're not filling any more mobile orders now because we know that our dining room is full from previous mobile orders. Let's figure out a way to spread them out or give people their own return window. Almost like a fast pass for food is what they, it could they be. Could, yeah, and I think they could do that. I mean, they won't let you in until it says your food is ready. Yeah. So yep. that is one thing as well. So. And I think, too, once you're able to, once the distancing thing becomes less and less, mm-hmm. there is going to be more tables available. So as crowds pick up from whatever, I mean, everything, whatever circumstance causes everything to kind of die down a little bit, 
Um, you know, and that's one thing I could see that I think ultimately people would be happier with that system. You're going to have the few people here and there. They're going to huff and puff about it that want to do a regular order. Maybe you have something where they can still do it. Um, but for the most part, I think most people are pretty open to, to doing yeah, stuff like that. So for sure. Uh, all right. Next one we have is 60 day out dining reservations. Um, how, so to give people background, Jeremy, how did this used to go before COVID? A uh, full six months, 180 <laughs> days out from your arrival day. I mean, I know what I want to eat six months from now. Yeah. Let this, let this stay, please. Yeah. I think 60 is fair. You know, I, I don't think that's too crazy uh, of, or too far out like that one I get, you know, uh, maybe it gets to a point where um, they're doing if fast passes come back in some manner, it's 60 day dining, 30 day fast pass. You know, yeah. and let's bring these benefits back to resort guests only. I I'm agree. tired of every, you know, hotel within three miles getting the same benefits, you know, when we're paying rates to stay at Poly, you, you know, and they're, yeah, they're paying 150 plus some fees at the, the Holiday Inn at Disney Springs, and they're getting these same benefits. I'd like to see that be a change. And it's time for Disney to change it back. Like, yeah. it's a time for them to go, you know what? Uh, we're sorry. We have to we have to control crowds, so we can only do it for our resort guests. You know, yeah. if you're off property, you're 30 days out dining, and you're 15 days out on Fast Pass. Maybe something like that goes. But I like the 60 days, a 180. It, just too much changes, and there's it's fine if you're trying to get a play. If you're getting a reservation at Yak and Yeti, who cares how far out you are? But if you're right. trying to get a reservation at Topolino's Terrace, and you got to do it. 180 days out your chance for wiggle room as things change over the next six months can almost be zero mm -hmm. 60 days out maybe you get a little more control so i'd like to see it stay i kind of think it could i agree and i agree completely with you about the resort stuff i i think i know why disney did it because of all the construction that was going on yeah. for disney springs almost like a payback of hey sorry blah 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 but i, I think it's time to bring it back to where the the you're getting the benefits of staying at Disney property and not sharing them with, you know, every, every hotel in the yeah, area. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with that completely. Um, yeah, I, this is much more manageable. It's just one of those things. I mean, to me, if, if Jamie, it's like Jamie came in right now, be like, what do you want to eat next week for dinner? I'd be like, I don't know. Oh, like, I, know. I, I don't, I have no clue what I'm going to want. Like, yeah. you know, it, do you want pizza? Sure, pizza sounds fine. And then I make it yeah. next week, the day before, and go, I don't want pizza. I, I want, want steak or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I get why the part of it was demand. And I think part of it with Disney, too, is they had this system. It grew rapidly. People wanted to come, and they just, they're just they just building upon a system. And then all of a sudden you get to this monstrosity, and you're like, how the heck did we get here? Okay, we're booking dining three years in advance. Like, okay, we got to figure this out. <laughs> so – uh, you know, I, I agree. I kind of hope, and maybe this does become a resort feature, oh, and I'm best. I'm fine with that if that's the case. So. Yeah. Well, and you bring up demand though, which Disney's very very good at. When they go, you want to eat at California Grill, you have to book it six months in advance, and people are like, "Whoa, yeah, it must be the most amazing restaurant in the world." Right. I right. must have it, and mm -hmm. so they're creating a lot of that demand, and they're putting a lot of that behind it. Like this yeah. place is so good, you have to know you want to eat here six months in advance and you're like well okay i'm gonna eat there i have yeah. to do it let's all get up I've, you know at godly hours ungodly hours in the morning especially if you're on another coast and, and yep. get this figured out and it's just you know I, I do think there's an opportunity as you mentioned before of taking some of the stress out of this um because i'm cool with 60 days i can do that yeah six days is manageable yeah i mean i still wouldn't know what i want by then but it's, no. it's closer in reference than 180 days yes yeah i have a i have a better idea of what i want 60 days from now, then I do 180. Yeah, 180. That's just yeah. that's science. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. Uh, all right, next one we have is the park reservation system. Um, I will say this about the park reservation system. I think if Disney had their way, they would totally keep this. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, if you ask them, because they have a ton of benefits in having this system, down from they can predict crowd levels, which, which helps them predict uh, staffing, which mm -hmm. helps them predict food, which it, it lets them from a management standpoint, almost know exactly what they need for each and every day. They don't have to spend more than they need on labor or anything else. Yeah. From a 
consumer standpoint, it's a huge hassle and people don't want it. Yeah. And I think it'll go away eventually once all this is sort of dying down. But I'm sure at Disney would love to have this in place on some way. And you can make an argument they kind of did with they've been making the tech tickets more tied to dates when you use mm -hmm. them and, and trying to nail you down on when are you coming to the parks? Yeah. Which park are you coming to? What are you doing? So I, I think they would like to, but I don't think this stays as it yeah. is now. No, agree completely. Um, and, I, I, you know, is for me, it's a mess in the sense that, uh, yeah, I just – I what through August or the end no I'm sorry beginning of September now like I don't think APs can get a day at Hollywood Studios yeah it's that's, crazy that's not right like I'll yeah. I that's agree. not I that's agree. not right at all um yeah and it's 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 just uh, the APs I think are the ones right now that are really getting screwed over with this park reservation system because you know as as people that are able to technically go every day like I can't say right now like Jared what are you doing Saturday you just want to drive down to the day to Epcot we can't do that right you know, and, and that to me um, is what they would have to figure out and not a way that they could make it going forward. Um, but I agree they would love to do that because it just streamlines everything for them. But I think as, as capacities are able to go back up, um, that'll slowly get lifted. It just, yeah. It's just going to take know what time. I, you know what I could see them doing is – obviously park hopping is a thing that's missing right now, mm -hmm. but I could see them offering park hopping at least in the short term, um, resort guests mm -hmm. and they could start building in, um, features and things that resort guests get that other people don't. And one of them could yeah. be park hopping. Yeah. Make a true bubble. I yeah. mean, go ahead I mean, and really make thing. that Disney bubble. Yeah. Yep. I could see that being a thing. Um, uh, by the way, if you hear my children are, I think they're laughing outside. And if you hear it, that's them enjoying giggles. Or well, taking over here the Diz dudes, chances are they're laughing. They're laughing or fighting. <laughs> they use sometimes the laughter turns to uh, they like to wrestle. We'll oh, see. Oh, been we'll there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So the uh, the next one we have here is, and I think I know exactly how you're going to feel about this, but uh, Disney dining plan and the free Disney dining uh, promotion that they do. Yeah. Um, what are what are your thoughts? Uh, free this? dining's gone forever. I think. I completely agree. They've, They've been, been wanting your list for yes. years. Yes, yeah. this is one thing where I think somebody yeah was sitting back in a room going, "Oh, we can finally do it!" Like because there was no other way. Mm -hmm. there, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, I think I think the, the dining plan, you know, as a paid version, could definitely still come back. Um, but free dining 100% is gone. I mean, I, you know, with the dining plan, they're guaranteed that money. And I think they know that. And that's something that they like. You know, if you got people and you yeah. can talk them into the dining plan and tell them it's a great value, you're really not losing out. I mean, they're, you know, they're, their costs, they're making so much off of this food anyway. You right. know, so even if somebody doesn't use it, well, if somebody doesn't use it to their full benefit, that's what they, they make out every time. Yeah. Rarely do I bet, I bet there's the tiniest percentage of people that get the Disney dining plan that truly get the full uh, monetary value. I know a lot of people see value in it because they don't have to, you know, budget or pull out, you know, their credit card every time or they just they like that portion of it. They almost feels like it's free by the time they get there. Um, but most of the time, Disney is making out really, really well financially on dining plan. And I think they'll want to continue to do that. I agree. It's funny. I, I think they want to get rid of free dining. I think we went to for a while. But the funny thing is free dining started after 9-11 to lure people back to the parks. Yeah. So yeah. as much as they want to be out of free dining, they can find themselves in the thing again where they need to use free dining to get people back to the parks. It could um, be. No, that's a very you know, good point, actually. Because that's how it came about in the first place. So yeah. as much as they want to get rid of it, they may be just sitting around going, oh, dang it, we got to do it again. And once they yep. start it, I mean, then it becomes every – I mean – you can even make the argument. I mean, from when free dining was first, you know, started as a thing and right until all this stuff happened, it had been pared down so much. I mean, yeah. basically it was, it was almost to the point it didn't really exist anymore because it was like, you know, it was like free dining. If you do these 19 different things to do the thing and then you can right. have it kind of like, yeah, pay rack, you know, so yeah, pay rack. Rate. Yeah. Like if you don't get free dining, this room is a hundred dollars. If you get free right. dining, it is $4,000 a night. <laughs> right, right. But my, but all my food's free, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Sign yeah. me up. Food's I love it. Totally taken care of. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, in a way I think they want to get rid of it in the way too, they may be stuck in this weird predicament where they're like, they're going to have to use it again. Yeah. Um, 
but we'll see. I, I think they would like to get rid of it, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be no, that's a good point though. You are right about that. It depends on how they have to lure people back and whether it's free dining or it's just, you know, ridiculous discounts on, on rooms. I don't know. Um, I mean, some that'll of these, be the some of these AP discounts in September and all are pretty good. Uh, wait until October or November. Oh, I think they're yeah. going to even more. Yeah. I, I really do. I was telling Jamie was like, should we look at this one thing? And I was like, let's just wait. I was like, yeah. I think the discount, because when you don't have Halloween party, I mean, right now it's the borderline kids are starting to go back to well, whatever school is going to look like, but going back to school, all this stuff like that. Once you have Disney in the fall with no Halloween, and I'm going to assume probably no Christmas party, at least mm-hmm. it could be a modified. I can see them doing like food and wine, having some sort of modified Christmas stuff going on. Yeah. They're going to have a hard time getting people to the parks. Yes. Very. Um, it'll be interesting though. Once whatever that catalyst is, I'm not even going to talk about it. Whatever the catalyst is that kind of puts a damper or people feel comfortable going out again. What sort of discounts does Disney do or what do they do to lure people back in? Because there's going to be a delay from the time in which people are like, okay, I feel comfortable going into crowds again, blah, blah, blah. There's still going to be that time period before people immediately start going mm-hmm. to Disney and other places. So it'd be interesting. What are they going to offer you know, especially in 2021 with the 50th coming up, like what are they, what are they offering, how much and stuff like that. So I, I think you could still see as good as some of the discounts are now, they, they could become even better in the near yeah. future. Yeah, no, for sure. So, all right. Uh, next one we have is, and this is the last one we've got here. Unless club 32 thinks of another scenario here, but uh, shows, parades and fireworks. Um, do you think these will go away? Do you think they'll be changed or do you think they'll go completely how they were before eventually? Um, I mean, I can see a modified in, in some way, but I don't know how, because the only modification you can make, especially for like shows is just not to cram as many people into a show. But again, I think this all becomes dependent on the way things go with uh, numbers with, you know, uh, the vaccine. I mean, all of that I think is what's going to change. I mean, and, and the way some people, you know, could look at this too is all right, even even if we get this under control, um, are people during regular flu season or when the stomach bugs going around, do they all want to cram in nuts to butts to watch fireworks again? You know, like I, I don't know. I, and and there's not really a way, you know, d- does it become where all of a sudden Disney moves something like fireworks to a paid after hours style event only? You know, where most days Magic Kingdom is closing at six or seven, but there's a little upgrade you could do if you want to stick around and, you know, see some fireworks and then they control the number of ticket sales and how many people are gathering. I don't know. I think this is one that just it's all dependent on everything that happens with COVID. Just just plain and simple. You know, can you ram that many people in Festival of the Lion King anytime soon? Probably not. Is it worth it to put 20% capacity in Lion King and have those performers perform? No. It, do- it doesn't make sense to do that, which is the reason it's not open right now. So, again, what capacity level do they feel comfortable with putting people in to make it worth doing a show of that caliber? I mean, the amount of money they spend on fireworks, you don't want 20% of people watching it. You want 100% of people watching it. You know, right. who are going to get a Mickey pretzel or cinnamon bun and a Coke and something before and come stake their spot and spend money. You know, you have to be able to to repay yourself. So I think it's all just dependent again on capacities and the way that everything goes. I mean, it's just going to take a while. I think. Well, first of all, I think once all this passes and it gets back to, to normal, um, I think completely people will jam themselves back into a park i don't think there's any i mean from stuff we've already seen there's no that's just gonna i mean this is true (laughs) they'll be like covid what was that oh yeah never mind i don't remember i don't remember so yeah um i don't think they'll charge for fireworks i don't think that they would the only cover they could have to do it would be some sort of covid related thing but once the covid related thing is done right they don't have a cover there's no way they could keep they would get they would get absolutely slaughtered for it in terms of like you know shows and media and people going after them yeah um so i don't think they would do that they could do some sort of crowd control method they have been talking about bringing them back but maybe being able to see them from outside the parks more Mm -hmm. um there was that permit that was filed for the fireworks nugget shoot off point something yeah (laughs) yeah i think it was operation nugget or something yeah or whatever it was 
I like Project Nugget, Nugget I think. Um, so I don't know. I could see the cavalcade staying more just because yeah. it's a simple thing they can do to have in the parks. I don't think it would replace character meet and greets, but I think that's something they could see sticking around because it just seems like it's like, oh, there's like even at Epcot on um, Sunday, there's like a little mini, little Mickey, mm-hmm. Mickey, Minnie, Pluto and Goofy like around a car walking through real quick. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. I could see things like that being the case more just because it's a like, oh, that's really cool and kids love it and families like it. Um, I could see the meet and greets. Now, here's the thing I could see. I don't think the fireworks get touched. I don't think, you know, whatever parade was there, well, lack of nighttime parade or whatever, Disney, anything like that gets touched. I think what you could see is the meet and greets become more of a paid thing. Yeah. I think that's the thing you could see be like very – maybe they still offer it for free, but it's very limited versus you can – pay a certain amount to go right. hang out with Mickey for five minutes or mini or whatever the case may be. I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a segment of Disney people that love meet and greets mm-hmm. outside of kids. Um, mm-hmm. No, no judgments, not my thing, but um, I'll do it for my kids. But other than that, I, I don't really need to go meet Mickey too much, but um, I, I, those people, I think a lot of them would be willing to pay for something along maybe it's a fast pass version of it or something like that i don't know but i could see that being something but fireworks i don't i think those go back um and maybe the cavalcades become more of a thing too yeah because if they do the paid character stuff the cavalcades are kind of the replacement for that a little bit yep no agree i i prefer them like when we're in animal kingdom if you're like hey you can go meet mickey and minnie it's gonna be a 30 minute wait i'm like i don't want to do that but if they're like what if they came by on a pontoon boat while you're sitting at Nomad Lounge? I'm like, oh, sign me up. That sounds amazing. Um, you know, like, so I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I like that. Like, I like that portion. And we're not big on meet and greets anymore. The, the girls don't care. You know, um, I mean, every once in a while, you know, like we enjoyed them at the Halloween party just because it would be something different. But I, I don't need them. But I get excited and I turn around and I'm like, is that like Mickey in a car sitting in the back of a car? That's awesome. Driving through yeah. Epcot. I want to see yeah. that. And he's waving at me. I didn't have to wait for it, and it was unexpected. I love yeah. it. So I would like to see more of that, and maybe the standard meet and greets go away, or maybe you move some of those meet and greets, uh, you know, back once uh, buffets and character dining is able to open, and then that's almost a way of saying you have to pay for meet and greets. You know, they're not just going to be in the park for you to walk up to, uh, or you put them at resorts where they make sense or something like that I could see a little bit more. I mean, I really enjoyed, like, when we were there for Easter at Coronado, it was neat to go down and maybe only wait five minutes to see Mickey and Minnie down in the lobby there on Easter day. Yeah. You know, if that was something that was more regular, that'd be pretty cool. And, and I would probably tend to do it more just for the photo ops. Um, but yeah, I'm not waiting 30, 45 minutes to, you know, meet Mickey at, at magic kingdom. And I'm going to steer my kids away from it. If they want to I'm just to try and yeah. get them to not know it exists. Like, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. Well, and I agree. I think too, with, with, that would be another perk you could bring to the resort guests would be yeah. character meet and greets at certain yeah. times in the lobbies, like things like that. And, and that would cut down on the need to do them in the parks for Disney as well. But I, I could see something like that. I think that that could be something they would do. Yeah. Um, you know, but who knows? I mean, I, I, yeah. I think they want to make some changes here and there on that stuff, but it will, we'll see what they end up doing. But yeah. Um, is there anything else that we didn't list on here that yeah, you think well, might well, I just thought of one, which is uh, housekeeping. Um, you know, will we go back to a point of you get to choose daily housekeeping or you get the $10 a night if you choose to opt out? Will we go back to that? Will we go back to daily housekeeping? Is, is that something that, again, they find when they start looking at numbers, hey, we're spending a whole lot less on housekeeping if we do it every other day or every third day or upon check-in and check-out only? Do you think it goes back to a potentially daily occurrence? you know and you also have to think prob- about the security checks yeah i mean probably uh, I, I think it from a standpoint of security checks is one thing yeah um yeah i hadn't really thought about that i i think eventually it probably will i think most of this stuff eventually there will be some ramifications that stick around like bag checks and, and mm-hmm. some of the stuff that was going to change anyways but things like that i i think eventually go back to how they were because yeah. at some point too People are right now are willing to bypass, like, well, okay, I get it, like COVID, like not right. as clean, but eventually people are going to be. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan was give about like when you stay in a hotel, or be like, oh, 
there's dirt on my table. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like at some point people are going to become how people can become and just, you know, they, they're going to want things a certain way. Oh, for sure. Um, so in the short term, maybe, but the long term, I think it goes back to probably how it was. If yeah. I were to guess. I, like I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, what I miss is not being able to decline it and get that $10 a day gift card. Cause we were doing that yeah. every time if we were up for it, like we just oh, enjoy yeah. that. And you know, I mean, to be honest, and as you know, with with children, and in, in, in a lot of ways, they only get worse. Like you'll find, as as your kids get older, you tend to have less stuff, but they get more messy somehow. Mm-hmm. Like so, even if we come back from a park and our room is clean, it's going to look like a pigsty within ten minutes anyway. So yeah. part of me is like, I'll take ten bucks a night. We can call anytime we need for coffee. You know, more towels, an extra pillow, whatever, shampoo, conditioner. Um, I'm okay with that. But I, I really liked when they implemented that $10 a night gift card because um, we'd use that, you know, and maybe it'd get you a quick service meal or something one day. I mean, it was it was yeah. worth it. And then we just try and keep the room as straight as we can. But the kids are going to destroy it anyway. So, yeah. One time Jamie <laughs> turned it down and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, well, they can clean it. I'm like. The room is going to be destroyed. Like we have yeah. a we have a three year old and like baby yeah. Thor, he walks around like Godzilla. He's just knocking stuff over and like that kid literally runs around the house. To he, I watched him yesterday. He went through and the stuff was on the table and he just was like knocking it off on purpose and knocking things over and running around. I'm like he's basically <laughs> he's basically the baby version of Godzilla at this point. <laughs> and I'm like it really wouldn't matter if we yeah. clean the house or not. Like he was just oh you clean oh you you vacuum mom cool. Yeah. <laughs> throw all yeah. this down there well, so yeah i agree i i was you know i'm always like just take that gift card oh yeah well and oddly enough even though you would want the gift card on longer stays because you get more money i totally get if you're there for seven nights why you would want somebody to come in and clean your room but if i'm for there sure. for if i'm there for three nights like the play I, I just i don't i wouldn't have a need on it's not like again not by the second day i'm like what there's just filth everywhere like you know, there's mildew in the shower. No, nothing's happening in those right, that right. short amount of time. So I'd rather take the 20 bucks and, and, yeah, get a snake bite or something with it. So that's what we always that's opt true. for. That's a good point. Speaking of, I had a snake bite at uh, Rosen Crown uh, this past weekend. And yeah. the guy, it wasn't made to the normal snake bite standards. Oh, really? Or come to, no. Well, the guy, I asked him for a snake bite, and he said, he was like, lager and cider, right? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then I got it, and it wasn't it wasn't as good. He didn't uh, He didn't mix it right. Yeah, and so that's a shame. I yelled, "This is why you lost the war!" And I ran out, and they 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 yelled at me. But yes, it was interesting though. They had it boarded. Up. I mean, they had somebody walk. It was still there, but it wasn't the normal Rosen Crown. You had sections and stations you so went to. So weird. I mean, Ron's and I Fair. walked in there, and were the only two guests in that entire area, and it was just strange. And then there's like four bartenders, and yeah. we were there for like five minutes just chatting with them. You know, got our drink, kind of just chatted. We're asking them how things were. You know, um, and yeah, it was it was very very. Very strange to see no one in there. As yeah, much of Epcot is strange right now, but very true. Yeah, very true. So, all right. Well, that's. I think that's it for. I don't have anything else unless you've got anything no. you want to add. No. And, um, I think we solve. I think we solve all kinds of problems there. But before we uh, go any further, we should we should talk about other problems we can solve. Which is uh, if you're if you're tired and you need some caffeine and some great coffee, then you can go to exhibitionroasters.com. Use the promo code CTM15 and save 15% off every single order you place. Uh, they got some new flavors coming out. They've even got teas, mugs, t-shirts, all, all sorts of stuff. So Pumpkins again, go coming to, back. I know. That's I saw I'm that. I'm very excited about yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So go to expeditionroasters.com and use the promo code CTM15 and you'll save 15% off every single order. So there we go. Um, I didn't check the chat uh, let's see if any questions i think there's a boat trip being planned in club yeah. 32 apparently okay. gary's right. bringing the well, bourbon for everyone that's okay. what i kind of glanced well, at so that's good thank you yeah. gary <laughs> okay well uh in case you're on the fence about club 32 you too can become part of boat training a little boat planning trips yes um there you go okay there's a boat yeah well, i guess we're gonna rent a pontoon boat so there you go. Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll hang out with us. So, All right. Well, I think that'll do it for the show. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Jeremy, for uh, joining. And, um, of course. You know, all the things we chat about. And, and thank you, Tom Selleck, for having a great mustache. I think yes. that should be on the forefront of our thoughts. And Steve Gutenberg, as I mentioned in the pre-show, 
for being sneaky sneaky ripped and he's kind of the early version or the 80s version of ryan reynolds I yeah think. yeah that's a good comparison i think he's the ryan reynolds of the 80s and uh he's he doesn't get his due dil- his due diligence his due <laughs> his respect whatever <laughs> there you go due respect that works ah, whatever <laughs> so all right well that'll do it for the show so we will uh, see you guys next week peace will you do it work for burt reynolds and tom Selleck on magnum pi and why hit Earp was a total jerk, but he drove all the ladies wild. And you know everybody loves Chuck Norris. He's a trendsetting one of a kind. There ain't nothing stranger than a Texas Ranger with a bare naked lip that shines. Baby, don't hate my mustache. Come on now, give it a try. The way it grows on me, well, I guarantee you'll be swinging with the coolest guy. Baby, don't hate my mustache, the best kept secret alive. I know it ain't the 80s, but baby, just maybe we can make a little compromise. Will it's even linked to high?